Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Let's have all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome back to the third hour of the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn here on My Talk 1071. It's a beautiful Thursday, and we've got Stephanie Hansen in for Dawn, who will be back tomorrow. Hopefully, everything went well. Stephanie. Yes. I'm catching my breath because I just ran to get a spoon. I should not be. <laughs> I was going to say, that you're hard. the CrossFit guy. Why are you heavy breathing? How's uh, your cardio? You know, apparently not as good as I thought. But. I know you love TV as much as I do, so I thought we could catch up on a little uh, what you're watching with some boobs on tubes. Boobs on tubes. What are you watching? Gotta wait for the cool Boobs on tubes. Boobs on tubes. What are you watching? Boobs on tubes. All right, we're the boobs. What's on your tube, Stephanie? Well, a couple things. One is I started watching... I'm I'm struggling. I'm struggling to find things. Certainly, my husband and I very rarely find a show to watch together that we both equally like. Okay. And then sometimes he cheats on me and watches the whole thing That's and vice versa. I started watching Foundation. Okay. Okay. On so Apple Plus. I am so when you mentioned that you were watching Foundation, you had questions like Stephanie. How did you happen upon Foundation? I Which, can, by the way, we should say is on Apple TV Plus. I've found it because I tried to watch Invasion okay. on Apple Plus. Okay. And after two episodes of what I felt like was really basic subpar television, yeah. I thought, okay, I keep hearing on Apple that Apple Plus has all this great programming. If this is their like huge that they're putting all their money into, this sucks. So then I found Foundation, and I thought, well, I'll watch this. And right away, the trailer, you could tell there was a lot of money in the show. Yeah. And then I started watching it, and I it's kind of sci-fi-y, and I'm not a big sci-fi person. But I kind of found myself getting sucked in. And then I went back and realized, oh, this is based on Isaac Asimov's Fahrenheit 51. Foundation series. But also, there's some Fahrenheit 51-type sci-fi thinking and i wasn't a big i read that book but i didn't read foundation so just i was like okay all right um it's really compelling so i'm so i'm so glad you just happened upon it because again it's kind of a deep track for sci-fi people the the books were anyway like i just happened to read foundation the foundation series because i you know i'm kind of a a sci-fi nerd and i you know like after dune and uh like all the other sort of classics. Is, was Dune the hardest book you ever read to understand? I don't think it was that okay. hard, but I, it's sorry. very... I just couldn't... 
It was too much. I've tried so many times. Yeah. And I liked the movie. So then even after watching the movie, I thought, oh, I'll go back and pick up the book. I will say if you get, uh, like, I enjoy uh, audiobooks. And yes. so I loved listening to it. I don't okay. know if that makes any difference. But um, the Foundation series anyway. So that's kind of like a deep track. And it's kind of complicated. The story is kind of like long and drawn out. But I totally agree with you that, you know, you were captivated by the series. Because it, there is something beyond the story that I think is compelling. Mike, have you seen the Foundation? I've not. No uh, TV show. Nope. It's on Apple TV Plus. It um, it is kind of like this heady, difficult, complicated, really large story. But there's something about the production that is visually very appealing, and the actors. I mean, some of the actors. In- and it feels like every like third episode. They kind of get into deep character development. Yeah. And then there'll be like two that are warring or, or spacey. Yeah. And then they go back to. So they do just enough character development to get me interested because like some of the Star Wars things and I've not watched The Mandalorian, which everyone says I'd probably like. Yeah. I did really like um, the one with the crypto, the cephalospore. Uh, Last of Us. Last of Us. On yeah. Max. Yep. I liked that a lot because it was really about those characters in yep. this world. Yep. That always gets me. Characters in a world. Yeah. And like Game of Thrones, I liked that. The House of the Dragons got me. Another um, new thing that we're going to be seeing, and I've been listening to the books to take your point about yeah. the audio, is have you listened to the three-body problem? No. This is by a famous Chinese sci-fi writer. There's a series of three, and it's what the Game of Thrones showrunner and Mikhail Sapochnik have optioned to be their next Max series on HBO. Oh, okay. It's called what again? The Three-Body Problem. The Three-Body Problem. All right. And I'm on the second book. Talk about, like, super deep divey space things yeah uh you're gonna love it okay good because some of that i kind of have to just zone out through while i'm driving to get to the better parts yeah but i i'm finding that i keep finding science fiction interesting yeah this is this is delightful and there's also this book um so that three body problem that series is going to be really cool because they're going to take all those really nerdly science parts that you're going to love listening yep. ad nauseum to that I yep. didn't. Yeah. And sh- visually show me that in a way that will keep me interested like Game of Thrones sure. kind of did. Yep. Um, there's also uh, the did you ever read the book by Justin Cronin, The Passage, Mm-mm. that series? No. There's a he has a new book um, called The Fairy Man. And it's also based kind of where there's this giant spaceship in space and you're all in these pods in this alternate universe and you can't really tell what's real and what's not real. And that's really an interesting book. Okay, well, I read that, that this summer. List. But um, all of these stories have the same themes, which I'm starting to like. be like, okay, wait, is this what's really like going to happen in the world yeah. where we're all going to be transported on some giant ship? And we're going to be in you know, these cryopods and put into stasis until we can be reimagined or reborn or rehydrated. It's definitely a trope in science fiction. Let's hope it's not a trope in science reality because that because doesn't sound like a lot of fun because inevitably somebody, you know, accidentally hits the wrong <laughs> button and we all thaw out a thousand years too early and then we're battling it out for survival in the middle of empty space. Okay, but... 
let's just predispose that that's happening here right now, that we're using up all the Earth's resources and all yeah, of well, these we got that taken care natural of. disasters are happening upon happening. And it just and we get to the point where we are in an uninhabitable Earth. Yeah. Then we have to find the next yeah, galaxy, sure. the next place. I think that's why Elon Musk is so busy doing what he's doing. Yeah, because we need Twitter. To propagate the species and create a way that humankind can continue to exist once we've ruined the earth we're on. You know what we're going to do? Because I had no idea this show was going to take this turn. It got real deep. (laughs) We're going to keep the uh, TV conversation going because I do want to say a little bit more about Foundation, but also tell you about some other shows that you might like Yeah, and I have a couple more for you, too. Perfect. That aren't science fiction. And Mike, feel free to join the conversation. We come back right here on My Talk 107.1. It is a beautiful day. So let's watch TV in the dark. No, um, I don't care where you're listening to us or what you're doing while you listen to the adventures of Bradley and Donna, my talk. But we do love to talk about TV. And Stephanie was taking us on a whirlwind of a sci-fi tour. You Getting real deep. You did get way deeper than I thought you were going to get. So kudos to I kind of surprised myself. Um, but you all started because you were saying you watched uh, or you're starting or you started Foundation, the series from Apple TV Plus, which is a great read and it's a great series. And, you know, when people are like, sci-fi is just nerdy and it's boring. And um, this series gets real not boring. And by that, I mean uh, dramatic and sexy. When so, is the sexy coming? Um, there's definitely sexy in the second season. Okay. Um, I'm, I feel like you'll get a little bit in the first season, but it gets real sexy in the second season too. Now, in addition to Foundation, have you found anything else on Apple TV Plus that you liked? Ah, uh, the the morning show. Okay, I and season that. three just have started. You watched Shrinking. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Okay, good. I was like, because if you're not watching Shrinking, fantastic. Harrison Ford. I I he was Jason so great Siegel. in that. So good. And uh, who's the woman? That is a great question. There's a two... whose name I can't remember. There's the neighbor. And there's the other woman who's the third person at the therapist's office. She's a great actress. Jessica too. Williams plays Gabby, at the therapist, and then Kristen Miller plays Liz, the neighbor. Yeah, all great. I really like that show. And of course, the daughter Lukita Maxwell, she plays Alice. Uh, that's a great show. Um, here's what I'm going to tell you guys. Just generally, we are going to be in for some long, dark. TV wasteland periods of time because of this writer's strike. Yeah. But if you haven't, start to explore Korean television, which I know Don's into. Oh, Don is obsessed. Yeah. With the Israeli television has some of the best like spy and dramatic series. There's a series on, um, uh, uh, that was based in Israel called Fauda, F-A-U-D-A. That's Netflix, right? Yeah, and they have four seasons, and it's kind of about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict from the from the eyes of both the Palestinian freedom fighters and also the Israeli Secret Service. Just kind of like um, uh, Ho- Homeland would have been, or um, what's the one with Kerry Russell and... Her cute husband, who they were the spies, the Americans. Americans. It's kind of like that, but from the Israeli perspective, it's really great. 
really great. And there's so much great actors. Well, in so British is, television, there is a lot of good TV coming back in the fall. But the problem, I think, is going to be next year because nothing's happening now. Nothing is in the like nobody's starting production for 2024. So, like, I'm excited because we're still going to get uh, another season of The Crown, the last season, by the way, mm-hmm. which we went and started watching The Crown over again because Jamie has never seen the first four uh, seasons he only watched last season and so I was like you have to go see and plus I just want a, a guilty pleasure wanted to watch them yeah I really like the crown I, I really have liked the Bridgerton series yeah what I'm they did with the that, third but... did so they... I stopped I literally watched one episode so I can't really say I'm not a fan because there's a lot of hot sex in the first season Bradley that I think right. you could maybe appreciate I missed, maybe I missed the hot sex. uh-huh and okay. then the second season's a little dry, but yeah. okay, the character study. And then the third season, they do something completely different. That is, it's a six or eight episode arc. And it, what I know about you and your love of the royals, yeah, all right. you you would like this. Okay. I think you need to go back. Okay, I'm going to go back. When you're in a dry period and you're looking. Yeah. Also, Great British Bake Off's restarting. Oh, I, I can't wait. Oh. How are you feeling about there's going to be a new host Allison Williams I think is her name right we just talked about her yesterday Mike. not the NBC son of Brian Williams Allison Williams no it's not Allison I'm making that up we'll get the name I will like it I like the Great British Bake Off I love that entire show the only thing I don't want to do is watch kids yeah and I don't want to watch professional bakers compete that's Allison not fun for me Hammond I like the regular people with the sad trope of the British bad teeth, but it's true. <laughs> I like that and it makes me happy and that's what I want to watch. I, yeah, I'm very, very excited for them to just, the, the slow TV sort of vibe of Great British Bake Yeah, Off, and Top like, Chef, I'm excited about Kristen Kitsch too. Okay. Um, we fell off of Top Chef after a while because it's like 20 seasons worth. Yeah. But then I kind of went back to something and I watched her show that she did with Justin Sutherland where they remade like food classics. Okay. And I got excited about her. And so I'm going to, Padma's now retiring and doing her own show and I'm going to go back and catch Top Chef again, I think, when it starts this season. Is there any other food-based television that you get excited about or just like classics that you love? I still, I mean, Ina Garten, I still watch every episode of the Barefoot Contessa. Yeah. I hate watch the Pioneer Woman. Yeah, she's not my favorite. I just, I am. I used to like to poke fun at her on the show because there was just something. It's a lot, but it's not even her so much as I think this like. This manufactured lifestyle. Yeah. And I think luckily I think we're getting away from that when it comes to food television because people see through it. Right. Like they want something more authentic. And they're bringing her kids in and stuff, which makes just making it a little better for me. I do like, I watch Magnolia Network and I watch Joanna and Chip. I also really, Zoe Bakes, she's a Minnesota woman. She's in her oh, third sure. season. I like watching her bake because she makes me feel like I can do it. When I watch the Great British Bake Off, I feel like I can do it. Yeah. When I watch the professional bakers, I'm like, Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. 
Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh no, I'm out. And and even like when Jan or Jorgen or the German guy that was in the last season yep. and he's like so weirdly precise. I just like you are a freak of nature and it's fun to watch you be that weirded out about like your creme anglaise. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Mike, do you have a favorite food From a food standpoint and it just got picked up for two more seasons. I'm interested to see what your thoughts are. But did you ever watch Next Level Chef? No. Ellie loves this show, and I have not watched it, and Jason loves it, too. Yeah, this is that one where there's three different kitchens, and I think we've talked about this show. where you have told us about it. I have not seen this yet. It's very dramatic. It's very, you know, reality-based, but it's all these, uh, some chefs are uh, social media influencers only, some are professional chefs, others are just home cooks, and they all compete, and then based on how you do in challenges, you either go to the top level with the best kitchen, the middle level, which is your normal standard commercial kitchen, or you go to the basement, which is like... Like you're cooking with the worst of the worst items. Yeah. And Which is like TV cooking. Yeah. Because yeah. they never have appropriate kitchens. Their <laughs> knives are never sharp. Oh, There's gosh. like the grossest spoon that 12 people have used and didn't wash. <laughs> That's like the third level. That's TV yep. kitchen right there. And it's fascinating. I thought it was a really good show. Gordon Ramsay's the host of it. It's behind it. And uh, it was really, really good. Yeah. I still watch a lot of like people on YouTube. I, I do too. You know, like I, um, if you've ever, we've talked about Mangchi before. Yes. The Korean and there are a lot of great Korean uh, YouTube makers, but she, to me, is still the classic because her recipes stand up. That's the one thing I'm always, you know, you there are tons of people doing flashy things on YouTube, but sometimes when you actually get down to the, like, the bones of, like, what they're actually, you know, what their recipes are, you're like, mm, that didn't work out so well. So I'm still watching solid. Allison Roman on oh, YouTube. sure. Also, there's this whole Substack culture that's building up yeah i have a Substack. new it's a newsletter yeah and you can get it free or you can pay for an upgraded version where you get more exclusive stuff every wednesday i put a free one out uh, i follow andrew zimmern on his Substack. allison roman releases her videos on her Substack. emily nunn do you know about her no. book she wrote a book called the comfort food diaries okay which was a story of her losing her fiance her brother and creating a sober life for herself after kind of crashing and burning. And she rediscovered herself through making salad, which sounds weird, but she makes salad really compelling. And she went on a food tour of all of the people she loved and let them take care of her for a year while she repaired her psyche. Yeah. It's a really good book. Really sweet. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. We're getting all sorts of ideas. Yeah. So Substack is a fun way to rediscover your food passions if you're interested in that.
I will say, um, whoever's behind, you know, Julia Child's canon from television, they're st- still putting out on episodes Facebook. on, well, maybe it, it's as well Facebook as YouTube, because I will, things will pop up in my feed once a week now. Uh, it's the Julia Child Foundation. They do a great job. And just watching her old episodes, there's uh-huh. just something so wonderfully soothing about watching Julia Child make food. Yeah, because she's Even fun. if you have no interest whatsoever no, she makes it fun she makes it accessible she is like my spirit animal yeah i hope that like she started in tv at 50 mm-hmm. um 54 to be exact there's hope for us yet. well like, girl yes. you're starting it well you're not starting in tv but i am you're this certainly is, yeah it's been in a, a year. sweet spot yeah it's speaking of which sweet when spot. we come back we're going to talk about your sweet spot specifically taste buds I want you to tell audiences how they can watch. We'll yeah. talk a little bit about. I want you to take the last segment before we play a game. Oh, and I'm so competitive, you know. Good. Because we're going to get. We'll, climb out of my chair. We'll get real competitive, but first, we're going to find out everything Stephanie's up to, how you can interact with her, and what she's up to next when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at. Your Boat Club. Head to yourboatclub.com to find out how you can get your whole family out on the water this year in no time. I know you're thinking, isn't the year over? No, there's still plenty of days to be out on the water enjoying beautiful Minnesota lakes. And even if you're thinking about next year, now is a great time to learn about Your Boat Club's flexible membership options. They have 30 locations across Minnesota, and it's not just Minnesota. They're also in Wisconsin, Illinois, even Florida. Your Boat Club gets you spending that quality time with family on the water fast. Jamie and I signed up for a trial membership this year, and we have been so grateful for the experience just the pleasure of getting out on the water we have not traditionally been boat people we know the first thing about what to do they took care of the work we just showed up boated and headed home it's really that easy discover the smartest way to boat today with your boat club that's yourboatclub.com tell them bradley sent you Good afternoon. I can't believe we are already almost done with three hours of radio again today. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. I'm the Bradley. Dawn will be back with us tomorrow. And part of the reason it's flown by is because Stephanie Hansen is here. And whenever you're here, Stephanie, it's just easy to have fun. So thank you for being with us. Thank you. And for those of you listening that don't love food, I hope we at least made it palatable. Ah, Look, see what I did there? I, I love the, the puns. <laughs> I will tell you, Brittany, longtime listener, first time caller. Actually, you know Brittany. Brittany! Because she might very well be on Lori and Julie today. I don't know. Yes, she uh, texted, I've never canned or pickled a thing in my life, and I'm still super into this conversation. So I think, you know. Hooray. Congrats on uh, making food sound fun, as always, Stephanie. Now, this is your moment to let listeners know. I wanted to make sure we had some time to talk about a couple of things that you're up to. And just anything else that is going on in the world of Stephanie Hansen uh, that you wanted to share with them. Yes. So if we could start with maybe something I'm really excited about and I got to do for the first time last year, and that's your cookbook swap. Oh, yes. The cookbook swap. Okay. Can we talk about that? Yeah. So what we do is you go to, um, there'll be, there's a link on my Instagram in my link in bio. There's a link on the weekly dish show page too. Okay. Um, we basically, you bring your old cookbooks and you come to Malcolm Yards and you get a ticket for every book you bring. 
And then you get to go into the swap area where we've put the cookbooks in like these are celebrity cookbooks. These are the paleo. We try to sort them out as best as we can. Yeah. And then you get to take other books and bring them home. Or you can leave all the books you don't want because you just want to have fun and watch people swapping or you want your books to go to good homes. There's a lot of people that come for different reasons, but it's so great. And so many like moms and daughters come because there's a lot of like people that are setting up their kitchens and they are, oh, sure. don't really have cookbooks. It's so fun. It's the swap. It's swaptastic. It's a swap a doozle. You came last swap-a-doozy. year. Swap a doozy. Yes. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me last year because one, the most fun that I got to have was helping set up the little categories of books. It was like a game. Yes. It was like like a video game, uh, only with books and not video, where just like putting the books in the different piles. Yes. And also learning that everybody wanted to get rid of their Rachel Ray books. No offense to Rachel yeah, Ray. Yeah, and the, every year there's kind of like a person like that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who it'll be this year. Uh, hopefully it won't be me. Stephanie's oh, threatening to put my cookbook amongst <laughs> the swap. And I'm like, if there's a cookbook, I'm going to take it and hide it. I don't want anyone swapping my book. Uh, so she's funny. She's funny. But tell us when that is again. Uh, so that's October 14th. That's at Malcolm Yards. Our radio show that morning is 9 to 11. And then we'll be there from 12 to 2. Okay. And it's just fun. I'll bring cookbooks really and I'll fun. sign books there. I Stephanie highly, will be there. Bradley just, will be there. It's just fun, too, if you're a picker. Like I am, you just like to pick through stuff yeah. and look at stuff. And like I, I have, I think I there. I'm trying to think now, the cookbooks that I grabbed last year and there is one in particular that I use now and I can't I can't think of the title off the top of my head but it's it's all about like making you actually are the one that pulled it aside for me it was all about making stuff homemade yeah and it's a great resource I also like find old church cookbooks there yeah that people there's a lot of that yeah and and a lot but also like good ones and unique ones and then there's always like the cookbooks where you find the recipe cards tacked inside mm-hmm. or the newspaper articles or people's written comments. That I was say, is also which is super, super great and helpful, right? Yeah, super fun. Okay, so that's one thing. And then Tuesday, October 17th at 6 p.m., this is something that has just become available through the Lexington on the open table. I'm doing a Makers of Minnesota dinner with 45th Parallel. Oh, fun. And they are a distiller that has a, a tap or a cocktail room in Stillwater, but they're out of New Richmond, Wisconsin. Okay. And they make a product that I'm obsessed with that is Aquavie. Yeah. And it has a dill flavor. Oh. So they make a Gamliode um, Aquavie and we use it in a lime cocktail. Okay. And this is going to be a cocktail dinner. There'll be four courses. Each cocktail will have a pairing of food. And so I'm excited about that. That's going to be October 17th at the Lexington at 6 o'clock. And you can get tickets um, on Open Table through the Lexington. So that'll be fun. And Taste Buds. So We've got to talk about Taste Buds. So yeah, this so is your new show on Fox. New show. Uh, it's a spinoff of Jason, of my cooking stuff that I do with Jason, who's been super gracious to share his airtime with me. Um, so I still do sh- show segments on Jason's show every week about food, but we've also spun off a homemade, it's called Taste Buds with Stephanie. We go and we have some sort of adventure somewhere, and then we bring that knowledge back into my kitchen and make a recipe in my kitchen, sometimes a couple recipes. Um, It's produced by the local Fox station here. Uh, It's really been super fun. They come into my kitchen. My dog is there. My husband is there. So it's real. It's really and like I will in say my it, kitchen. It has that vibe. You're not, it doesn't look like, oh, this is. It's know. not a set. Yeah. 
it's not a set. It's literally like sometimes Stanley just walks into the shot because it's hard to contain a 65 pound dog who's used to sitting in the kitchen when I cook all yeah, the time. Of course. Yeah. But it's been super fun. Uh, this last episode we did with Ashley Olds, who owns Sweet Science Ice Cream in Edina. Do you like, she's a real like, savant about ice cream okay do you literally know that they hand churn ice cream for 30 minutes with this giant wooden paddle like so like the ice cream because sweet science you can buy locally yeah, you can buy it in whole foods you can buy it at the co-ops that's literally hand churned correct wow and all the ingredients in it are organic wow like she makes when you get a cookies and cream she literally makes the chocolate cookies they're not like store-bought wow and just when they have a salted caramel in there, they have like a squirrel, a, a squirrel, a swirl to cream ratio that is super intentional. Like it was a great episode to find out how challenging. And, you know, those ice creams are more. They're like six to eight dollars a pint. Yeah, But if it's hand churned for crying outside and you just get like, wow, this is hard. So I went and visited her and then we made an ice cream pie. And mine wasn't churned for 30 minutes. Well, tell people how they <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I'm <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> Uh, you can always find Taste Buds episodes. Fox 9 releases them about every two weeks. They're also on YouTube. On stephaniesdish.com is where you can find everything. All the episodes, all the recipes, any dinners or events that I'm having, information about my cookbook. I do have some cookbook things coming up this fall. I'll be doing some holiday yeah, gatherings. Tell about your and, cookbook. Yeah, it's, it's the been, True North what, Cabin Cookbook. Now? Yeah, it's been a year. It was published actually right after Labor Day last year. And Minnesota yeah, that's Historical right, Press. I remember it was right, uh, it, like you were still doing book signings at the cookbook swap last year. Yes, and still signings come up uh, that we'll be doing. I'm in the process of evaluating another one. Well, okay, so I, I did want to talk about this. Your first one is the True North Cabin Cookbook. Cabin cookbook. What do you do for part two? Well, that's been the challenge of trying to think of something that feels authentic because we are only at the cabin Memorial Day to Labor Day. Yep. And then we come home to eating season yep. before feast season <laughs> yep. and then spring. Um, so I don't know. One of my ideas is to finish the month. So the cookbook is May through September. So to pick it up in October and kind of go then through April of the following year oh, and sure. just finish out those months that are mostly at home. Yeah. So, you know. What do we do? Do we write? I have a million soups and stews. And then we get into like thinking about the garden and the spring and Easter. I'm a bit like a brunch. I'm a big bruncher. Yeah. So I have a lot of brunch recipes. So I'm thinking it might be that. Okay. But I don't know if That's... it's then more true north, more cabin, more not the cabin. Like, I don't know. Could you go true south, true east, true west? Maybe. No. <laughs> True Golden Valley. True Golden Valley. There you go. True, True Mattis Lane. Western suburbs. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm thinking about it. And in my mind, when I write recipes, I think like, oh, this would be a good one to put in a book. Do you have any uh, cookbooks that you have come across lately that have popped out? Oh, yes. And in fact, we're going to have her come on. One of the things that I did during the cookbook swap or the cookbook season, I started doing a podcast called Dishing with Stephanie's Dish, which is just with cookbook writers. Okay. Because to write a cookbook is kind of a, a deal and how do you do it and where yeah. do you get your inspiration? So I've been talking with cookbook authors all over the country and you can find that wherever you find your podcast. And someone that has a new cookbook, it's called Company, is Amy Thielen. Oh, yeah. And we're having her. She just her, came up in a conversation earlier this week. She's great. We're having her on Weekly Dish in a couple weeks. 
and I'll do a podcast with her. Her new cookbook is called Company. Okay. And the whole idea of the book is just about like, let's not make having company over such a big deal that we never do it. Like you can just have company over anytime and make any of these easy to make things. Like uh, we had a, a wedding last weekend and I had six people over and we made just quiche and I made a blueberry scone. Yeah. Super easy coffee juice. And it was a great gathering and everybody had such a good time, not in a fussy environment. Yeah. And the idea that we can entertain more and it doesn't have to and be. also like just to me, the most important lesson I've learned is that like you can do a lot of it ahead. So you don't have to like be the person who's like ready. Your head's ready to explode right as people are coming over expecting you to be your best self. And you the know? more you entertain, the less you have that feeling. Yeah. And like I did a Spanish wine tasting for 35 people at my house. Literally, it was one of the easiest things I've ever done because I told everyone to bring a Spanish wine. And then I just put out a huge board and some Spanish like spreads and dips. And I made all that ahead. Like it wasn't that hard. Assembling the board was probably the longest and hardest part about it. Yep. And then I had a little like uh, limoncello or a little sherry for dessert. And that was it. Stephanie Hansen, we could continue. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. You to talk for hours. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've been waiting for three hours. Mike's three probably hours. over there, like, oh no, my god! Mike's gosh. been furiously taking notes, by the way, and drooling. manning the phone lines. What did you say? Drool, Dro- drooling. Okay, if you like this kind of talk, then on Saturdays from nine to eleven every week, this is what Stephanie and I do. Yep. And you can follow us on Facebook at Weekly Dish MN, and that's what we do there. We put all of the links, and if you need to know what instant pots to buy, and we'll throw and- links up on the show page today. So if you guys uh, missed any of. We'll try to get as many on there as I can, but otherwise you can always reach out to Stephanie yeah. because she's and Instagram or human. Facebook's a great way to do that. All right. Yeah. Stephanie, when Bradley. we come back, we are going to play a game. And I'm going to win. Well, okay, calm down. Uh, no, I you can't. You have to be the most competitive. This is why no one will play games with me. Trust me, you're not alone. Uh, is Don competitive? Well, I think we all are. Okay. I told We just talked about this recently. It was like, there are two kinds of people in the world. Those who are competitive and those who lie about the fact that they're competitive. Oh, that's We're funny. We're all competitive. Because some people are like, well, I'm not really here to win. Those I'm are the most competitive people. Oh. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Bradley here with great news from my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas. Not only do select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of up to $1,200, but you can save even more money with rebates on Duet Honeycomb Shades with PowerView Automation. Get a $150 rebate when you buy four Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades with PowerView Automation and receive a $38 rebate for each additional unit with PowerView. Limitations and restrictions apply. 
Ask for details. Now is the time to take advantage of some major credits and rebates. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are amazing and available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today and let their experts help you through every step of the process. Or check them out online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. Bradley, what? I know you're going to open up the microphone, but are you getting competitive again? This is my favorite song. I love this song. When she says, you, me, I'm the problem. It's me. That is because it's so (laughs) relatable. It's so universal. (laughs) Yes. And I feel like she's like, I'm in my car and I'm like, I know me. me. I'm I'm the the problem. problem. I'm like, Taylor, you saw me. Well, good. I'm glad it only took us three hours for you to feel seen on the show. And it had to be Taylor Swift. And we just had a competitive moment in the break, too, that I felt seen. Well, good. Uh, We're going to continue the competition right now because it's time for Mike to spin his game show roulette wheel. Time now to play along. It's Game Show Roulette. Here's your host, Mike Ganger. We wrap up every show with a classic game show, or maybe a future game show, or a present one. It could be any sort of game show. And uh, we spin the wheel of game shows to find out what we're going to play. And uh, let's see what it's going to be today. It's time to press your luck. Press your luck. Okay. Are you familiar with this? this one. No. It's the Big Bucks No Whammies game. Where you yell out, big bucks, big bucks, no whammies, and stop. And you try to collect as much money as you can. It's all about money. It's all about, yes. But it starts all about trivia. I'm going to read four trivia questions, the two of you. If you know the answer, yell out your name. If you get the answer right, you're going to get two spins. Then your opponent will get to hear your answer along with two other answers. If they get it right at that point, they get one spin. It's a lot less complicated. Than I know. It sounds, it sounds complicated. Uh, it's, okay. It's I'm very, just going to go. Simple. 70 Hansen. Exactly. Yeah. As soon as you think you know it, just yell out your name. And, uh, and that's how we play. At least that's how we accumulate spins. I then have this whole like algorithm thing. I'm a nerd. He, Back like, here. He gets real <laughs> legit. With I like the game. it. It's not deep. just him like making stuff up. This back isn't there. me just making it up. We're actually playing the game live. So let's do it. We'll start it off with this trivia question. Are the two of you ready? Yeah. Yes. Brian Cranston's played Hal in Malcolm in the Middle. He played the father to this actor turned professional. Stephanie soccer- Hansen. Stephanie. Jane Kasmerick. Is it Jane Kasmerick, Frankie Muniz, or Josh Peck? Bradley. Isn't it Frankie Muniz? It is Frankie Muniz. You get oh, one. I guess the wife. Well, yeah, you had to listen to the whole I can't. question. But I get you were too excited. So excited. Father of yes. So <laughs> one spin is heading the way of Bradley. Let's try Shoot. this again. There's four more or three. Questions I didn't know listening was part of the game. Comprehension skills. Oh. Most of the time, trivia games uh, listening is involved. No, yeah. but your instinct Fine. was good, and I was right. That was the wife for the wrong question. Yes, yeah. you were right for the wrong <laughs> See, question. I'm still holding on to that. I, I was love right. That's a very good way to look at the world. Here we go with the next one. This iconic musician is often referred to as the godfather of soul. Bradley Trainer. Uh, Bradley, I think, completed his name first. I actually said, you got to say your name. James Brown. Uh, Stephanie, is it James Brown, Marvin Gaye, or Ray Charles? It is James Brown. 
Yes, you both got that one right. Nicely done. So because he rang in and got it right, he gets two spins that time. So he's up to three total spins. And uh, you got got one, Stephanie. Yep. Let's move on to the next one. In the video game series Legend of Zelda, name the main protagonist often seen wearing green. Oh, my God. And if neither of you know it, we'll just go to the multiple choice and you guys can compete for a spin, which it sounds like we'll do now. Is that main protagonist Jack, Link, or Rick? Stephanie, just take a guess if you have no idea. Link. Bradley? I think it's Link. You're both right. It is Link. You both get a spin. Lance saw Link's secret chimp. Uh, (laughs) That's a throwback. Four spins for Bradley. We've got uh, two spins for Stephanie. Let's move on to the final question. What classic 1972 film directed by Francis Ford Coppola explores the Corleone? Stephanie's dish. Stephanie. (laughs) I talked to myself in the third person. Stephanie? Uh, The Godfather. Is it Bradley, The Godfather, Goodfellas, or Scarface? The Godfather, Bob. It absolutely is The Godfather. So two more spins going to Stephanie, one going to Bradley. That means we head to the most exciting part of the game with five spins for Bradley and four spins for Stephanie. How this part of it works, Stephanie, is I'm going to spin that big, gigantic wheel you see in front of you. It's going to sound like this when I do it. You're going to tell me when you want to stop, and if you get money, you're going to hear this sound. And that's how many how much money you got. If you hear this sound, though, that means you got a whammy and you're going to lose everything in front of you. Okay. So don't lose it all. Again, we're playing Pressure Luck today. Five spins for Bradley, four for Stephanie Bradley. All right. You're going to get it to go first since you've got more spins. Let's Are you do ready? It. Yeah. Go ahead and tell me when you want to stop. Okay, big bucks, no whammies. Stop. Four hundred dollars. There you okay, go. I'll you got four hundred bucks. You still got right. four spins left. Uh, let's do it again. Stop. Look at him collect money. A thousand that time. You're up to fourteen hundred. And again, you at any point can say if you want to send your spins over to Stephanie. Like if, if I want to risk. Yeah, if you want to risk what you've already accumulated. That's the it. bit of the game here. You got fourteen hundred bucks. We move on to uh, your third spin. Would you like to play or pass? I would like to play, please, Bob. Play on. Here we go. A little press your luck. Stop. Three thousand. You're up to forty four hundred with two spins to go. What What do you want to do? Spend all this money. I wish it was real. I know, right? It might be. We'll find out. It's not real. Spoiler alert. Uh, forty four hundred. What do you want to do? Two spins left. One more. One more time. One more. One more. This is all actual. uh, We're actually playing here. I got an algorithm set up. Let's see how it goes. Stop. Another fifteen hundred. You're up yes! to fifty nine hundred. You've got one spin left. What would you like to do? I'm gonna pass my last spin. Oh, pass geez. that last spin. Now you have to play any of your pass spins. So let's get it started, uh, yeah. Stephanie. And uh, again, you you heard how it works. It's pretty go, simple. Go. You just uh, hear that uh, wheel and tell me when to stop. Stop. A whammy. You want to get it right away if you're going to get Best one. That's to get good. it right away. All right, so you got a whammy. You still got your four spins that, that you earned all That was your crappy spin yourself. that you gave me. I know. One more. Wow. All right, uh, let's get it going again. I assume you want to go. Yeah. Let's do it. Tell me when you want to stop. Stop. Oh. 60 bucks. <laughs> That's the lowest I think I've ever gotten. That is enough to get chicken wings at the Red Cow. All right, we got uh, three bucks? three more that spins. Okay, I like that Mike's laughing at me no, as I, the host. I'm By laughing the way, because I, I think I incorrectly put 60 in there when it was supposed to be 600, but well, you got fine. 60. Let's, 60 is fine. I, I, let's like, keep going. Let's keep go going. Again. Keep going. Big money. Big money. Stop. 
$5,000. Oh, my God. That is no literally way. the highest in there that it can possibly okay, hit. Okay, now so, I'm going to Spoon and Stable or Demi, <laughs> PS so, Steak. So you have $5,060 for some reason. Keep going. Uh, you're going to keep going? Yeah, All right, you've risk got, it. Uh, what is mine? Uh, you're at uh, 5900 Oh And you got two spins right. left, Stephanie. So go ahead and let's see if you can get higher than Bradley. Stop. You did twenty five hundred on top of that. No! So you're at ten thousand. So here's the thing: you're at seventy five sixty with one spin to go. You can pass that spin to Bradley, or you can play that spin yourself. If the spin you pass is worth more than twenty four hundred, you would lose. If it, or actually fourteen hundred, you would lose. Otherwise, if it is a whammy, he would obviously lose. No, I'm going to take the spin. You're I'm not take giving him anything. Okay, she's not giving you what anything. You whammy. I. That's fine. Well, I'll she go. Is Back to my cave with my whammy. It is and... the name of the game. Here we go. Final spin. <laughs> Let me know when you want it to stop. Stop. You're the winner today. Ah! Congratulations. What did she 1500 there at the end. So what did she get? Like uh, 8060 is what I'm I got. Congratulations, I Stephanie. I wish it was real. Well, you know. Mike actually will print out your tickets, and then you can go over to the, money. the counter. And I can go your... to the cafeteria downstairs yes, and exactly. beg for a bowl of soup. The BD bucks is what we call it. BD I can't tell you the conversion rate is, is not good. Okay. So. Well, Stephanie but thanks so much for playing. Thank you so yeah. much for being with us today. Thanks it was a real me. treat. Catch out Stephanie at stephaniesdish.com. And, of course, uh, this Saturday, right here on My Talk 1071. Up next, Lori and Julia. Woo-hoo. Mike, uh... I'll see you again tomorrow. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. All right. Bye. Bye.